I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Joining us now, Mark Saxon, the senior MLB writer covering the Cardinals for The Athletic. Mark, how you doing? I'm doing great, Bill. How about yourself? Thanks for, uh, thanks for inviting me on your show. No, we're glad to have you. We're doing pretty good. Uh, obviously, as a, a baseball fan, you keep waiting for the Brewers to catch fire, and it just never happened. The Cardinals have done enough to get to the point where they're sitting in second position and sitting in the postseason right now. But tell tell me a little bit more about this Cardinals team because the Cubs have not played great baseball since they started off 13-3. and three. So what are they feeling down in St. Louis right now? Yeah, probably very similar feelings to what Brewers fans are going through right now. The Cardinals have not been above two games over 500 or below two games below 500 all season. So they've kind of been playing this dance of sort of mediocrity, too, um, and even maybe for similar reasons to the Brewers, and that's just that they haven't hit. Um, their particular, uh, you know, poison is a lack of power. They just don't have a lot of guys who are hitting home runs and doubles. There's something like 25th in the majors and slugging. Um, we've seen a lot of that in the central, a lot of kind of down offenses for whatever reason, probably has something to do with some really good pitching in both the NL and AL centrals, the only teams they're playing. So, but I think until the Cardinals can show something and it's, we're, as you said, down to the last handful of games, Nobody's going to take them too seriously as a deep October threat. I know Christian Yelich had kind of alluded to the fact that some of the bigger names in baseball may not be able to hit as well this season. Do we attribute that to the fact that they cannot go down the tunnel and look at video until after ball games? that they can't make adjustments in games uh, you know, per at-bat, so to speak? Do we look more at that and say, you know what, it, it, they do rely heavily on going down to that tunnel and looking at their at-bats? Yeah, that's a real thing, I, I think. We had an interesting discussion with Harrison Bader, uh, the Cardinals center fielder, and he was saying it is a challenging year for him because not only um, can he not do what you just mentioned and make adjustments in-game by looking at video, because just so people know, the video rooms are locked in all these stadiums. You're not allowed to congregate in there. Um what the Cardinals do is they look at video in their hotel rooms. They have an iPad that they have this app where they can download any of the relevant video they need. But it's not the same, right? You don't have veteran teammates around that you can ask advice of and maybe take a look at it for you. You don't have a hitting coach. You don't have a video coordinator. So, yeah, I mean, look, did the game do just fine for the 80 years when they didn't have any of that stuff? Yeah, but 
it's different this year than it was in the previous few years, there's no doubt. Um, then you talk about to the pitching. You mentioned that. Some pitchers this year have had really, really good seasons. Uh, and, again, I go back to the fact that, well, maybe the hitters just haven't been able to do nearly as much to kind of counter what pitchers are throwing up at them. But we saw a rash of injuries early, and then it just kind of subsided. Do you – what do you take away from this shortened season? What do you look at coming up in the off season for the St. Louis Cardinals as well? Well, I mean, their pitching injuries really didn't subside. They they lost Dakota Hudson for the year. We'll find out probably today whether he's going to have to have Tommy John surgery. He has an elbow injury. We know that. Um, they lost Miles Michaelis to an, another one to an elbow right. injury very early in the season. Carlos Martinez got sick with COVID. He just uh, strained a muscle in his side last night. So they have been hit with a lot of pitching inju- injuries. On the other hand, it still remains the strength of the team. For example, if they go into a three-game playoff series that first round, they'll have Adam Wainwright, who's having a fantastic year. They'll have Jack Flaherty, who's not, but everyone knows how good he can be. And they'll have uh, 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 Kwang Young Kim, who's been out- absolutely outstanding and has the advantage of you know, people haven't seen him because he's coming from Korea. So their pitching is actually pretty strong, and they knew that would be the case because depth was kind of the order of the day going into the season. Uh, I want to go back to uh, Wainwright. Wainwright, uh, for the first time in a long time, it's just because the guy's healthy. He's still got good stuff, but first time in a long time, he's been healthy, and I don't want to say for an entire season because of the shortened season, but really coming into the season, he was pretty healthy. Yeah, that's right, and and he hadn't been – for probably three years before that, um, in a way, like ever since he tore his Achilles tendon in 2015, he hadn't been the same. But, you know, it did take some time. But, look, he's 39 years old. He's certainly not pitching like it. You'll see him on Saturday um, against the Brewers. He's a guy who just does it in a totally different way. You know, a veteran guy, as you mentioned. He'll throw fastballs and curveball counts. He'll throw a ton of curveballs, including in fastball counts. He'll keep him guessing. You know, he might barely touch 91, 92 these days, but he's still got one of the best curveballs in the game. It's fun to watch when he's on. Um, may not be as fun for the hitters, um, but I do think that having that pitch, you know, the, the comp might be a Rich Hill if you thought about the success he had, you know, at 39, 40 years old. That's kind of what Adam Wainwright is, is replicating. And the, the, the curveball is a very tough pitch to hit a home run on. And it's pretty obvious when you watch swings nowadays, that's what guys are trying to do pretty much every 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 pitch. Uh, you mentioned Kim earlier. He goes up against Corbin Burns tonight, both of those guys taking the hill for their respective teams. Tell me a little bit more about him. Just a really good veteran uh, guy. He was kind of the, the co-ace over in uh, Korea last year with Josh Lindblom. Those guys really dominated over there. Um, before that, it was him and Hyunjin Ryu. Um, he'll come, he, you know, he's going to keep the ball down, got a ton of pitches. Again, I think it's just really valuable to him that none of these guys have seen him. Now, the Brewers are an, are an exception to that. They, they have seen him this year. Um, but, you know, just, again, a guy who uses his veteran savvy and, and he's facing hitters who are kind of defenseless because they've never seen his looks. Um, left-handed. He really does have pretty good stuff, too. He's just... Just a good, solid pitcher who I think probably will be their number two starter uh, if the playoffs uh, go according to plan. 
Uh, one of the guys that is expected to hit and is is Goldschmidt, and Goldschmidt has been solid uh, down there with a 904 OPS, 306 batting average, six dingers on the season. I, I guess with you know a guy like Christian Yelich and so many other of the quote stars struggling, what has been the secret for Goldschmidt this season? Yeah, Goldschmidt's hitting profile has really changed, and, and the team is pretty confident he did that very purposefully, intentionally, and. If you look at his slugging, it's actually down appreciably. Um, he's not hitting a ton of home runs. On the other hand, he's getting on base at an, an extraordinary rate. And he is driving balls. He's hitting doubles. He's just kind of returned to what he was maybe very early in his career, that good, pure hitter who uh, is going to make contact hard almost every at-bat. He's going to get on base a lot. I think for a while he thought he had he needed to be that 35 to 40 home run guy, more of a pure slugger. He was willing to strike out a little bit more, but he's changed his mo. And I think, you know, he's been the least of the Cardinals' problems. If they just could have gotten maybe one or two guys to match what he was doing or come close to matching it, you know, everything would have been different. But as it stands, he stands out, you know, like a scarecrow in a field in this lineup. What has this season been like for Cardinals fans? I mean, I know here in Milwaukee, no tailgate. I mean, they live for the tailgate. They live to go to Miller Park. They put 3 million people through the turnstiles. It's a big fan base in St. Louis, big fan base in Cincinnati. I know those three fan bases so well. So tell me what it's been like for the Cardinals fans not being able to attend games, not being able to be really a part of all of this. Yeah, very similar. Um, You know, the Cardinals typically, you know, follow right behind the Dodgers and National League attendance, so they're always up there. You probably knew that. It's not a tailgate scene so much because their stadium is downtown, but it is a nightlife scene around there. The Cardinals actually, you know, own a lot of those buildings now and those uh, restaurants. But, um, you know, a total bummer. And and the team responds to the energy in the stadium, and they've talked about that. you know, Cardinals fans got that reputation, which can be a double-edged sword at times of the best fans in baseball. And one of the reasons is they're almost extru- you know, almost exclusively supportive. You don't see a lot of booing here when guys are struggling that you might see in a Philadelphia or a New York or Boston. Um, and so, yeah, it's been, it's been a loss. But like everybody says, you know, you know, that phrase, it is what it is. Everybody else is dealing with the same thing. And so... You just kind of do the best you can with it. Uh, Yadier Molina, before I let you go, um, at what point does he say this is it? <laughs> it's hard to get him out of the lineup, much less out of the game. I mean, this, this guy, you know, he took Ryan Braun's bat off his left forearm the other day, got hit by a pitch about four inches from there four days later and played the next day. So it's he's tough. And he loves the game. You know, last night, blowout, 12-3 loss. He's out there blocking balls in the dirt. It's kind of what he does. So I I think Yachty's the kind of guy they're going to have to peel it off his back, the jersey. He's going to play as long as he can. He might make rumblings here and there about retiring. But I think even if the Cardinals decide he's not their guy, I think he'd see what's out there with other teams. So I I don't think there's any chance he doesn't play next year. Uh, Mark, give me uh, your thoughts real quick as uh, the Cardinals' effort to the postseason. We talked about the Cubs, but the teams around them uh, within the National League, 
Yeah, pretty solid. Atlanta with 34 wins on the season, and they're a team that's already locked in. Certainly the Dodgers and the Padres are already locked into this thing. The Cubs are locked into this thing, but they have, you know, like I said, since the 13-3 start, somewhat struggled. They are sub-500 since then. But uh, give me your thoughts about the Cardinals' chance once they, once they get there. I'll say this about all of the central teams, and, and their records are not pretty, but I do think teams are not going to want to play the Reds because of their pitching because they're relatively hot right now. I think, and I do think the Cardinals and Brewers have uglier offensive numbers than maybe some teams uh, do, and it's not entirely deserved. I think if you look at the strikeout rates of the AL and NL Central pitching staffs, you'll find that they're the tops in Major League Baseball, and it's not even close. The pitching is really good in the Central. And so I do think that the Central in general could make more noise than people are expecting once the playoffs start. And I'll put the Cardinals in that category because they can match you with their pitching. And if they can just get that key hit here or there, they could pull an upset in the first round. Great stuff. I appreciate it. Thanks for hanging out with us for a couple of minutes, Mark. And uh, I'm sure you'll be down there doing a good bang-up job covering that series of five games coming up here down there in St. Louis, okay? Thank you, Bill. Have a good day. Appreciate it, pal. Talk to you soon. That is Mark Saxon, senior MLB writer covering the St. Louis Cardinals for The Athletic, and uh, he joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You all work hard. They're going to treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE to go to schneiderjobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.